At Oakstar Bank, our mission is to create meaningful relationships by creating extraordinary experiences for those we serve. Our motto for achieving that is to create a difference and leave a legacy. That is not just something we say. It is something we believe and strive to live each and every day. We don't see those we serve as customers. We see them as friends and neighbors. We believe our community should be a better place because we are here and we take that commitment seriously. We look forward to continuing to serve you. Oakstar Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 95.3 KDKD, today's country. Good morning, I'm country boy Don Williams, and it's time for our community spotlight, brought to you by Oak Star Bank. This morning, my guest is Lieutenant Braxton Williams with the Public Affairs Office at Whiteman Air Force Base. Good morning, Lieutenant. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. You're awesome. Glad to have you, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so a little bit about me. Uh, I joined the Air Force back in August 2019 when I first went to officer training school. Okay. Um, you know, fast forward almost two years later, I'm um, ending my time at Whiteman Air Force Base here in just a few weeks. I'm going to be heading to Patrick Space Force Base. Be an interesting change of pace for sure. Um, but public affairs, it was my number one choice. I'm very happy that I got that. I did communication. Um, while I was in school for my degree, I got to run the newspaper there at my university. And the fact that I got my number one choice um, going into the Air Force was something absolutely fantastic. I'm very proud, very happy to have gotten this job. Well, congratulations on that. It's, it's uh, always nice to get to do something that you're passionate about. And speaking of which, you're going to Patrick Space Force Base, you were saying? That is correct. It was named Patrick Air Force Base, of course, um, but you know, with the Space Force becoming its own branch um, and you know, growing as well, it is now Patrick Space Force Base. All right. Give us a little bit of background on what you know about the Space Force and uh, uh, its connection with the Air Force and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, overall, you know, Space Force is a lot more focused on communications um, in regards to that. They you know, handle a lot of launches, as you might see. Um, from, I believe, both in California and in Florida, as you might be familiar with, things like SpaceX and handling those as well. Um, but overall, a lot of their mission, you know, is kind of similar to what the Air Force does in regards to working on things like deterrence um, of adversaries, you know, assurance of allies, things like that as well. But they just uh, handle it more on the side of, you know, literally space, satellites and communications um, from ground um, up or even through space, things like that. So, it's a lot of similarities between that and the Air Force, I would say. Okay, so if Darth Vader appears all of a sudden, suddenly, uh, uh, probably just get a picture and an autograph. But, Absolutely, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, wow, that's pretty interesting because we've all heard of the Space Force. We all heard, you know, it was it was happening. Uh, but where are they at right now as far as recruitment, uh, that type of thing? And uh, uh, where are they at on that? Do you know? I do know a little bit. You know, I'm when I found out I was going to Patrick Space Force Base, I, I wanted to do as much research as I could for the Space Force. Um, so I did do some research in regards to exactly that, where they're at. Right now, I, I've realized and done some research finding that they just had their first JROTC group gra graduate and go through. That was all Space Force members um, not too long ago as well through a basic military training. Um, they had their first Space Force only um, group go through as well. So now there are a lot of guardians um, coming through. They're growing greatly. Become a lot more bases are popping up that you'll see either being renamed from Air Force bases to Space Force bases throughout the country. Um, and I'm really interested, you know, to hop in kind of early, especially for public affairs and communicating that story 
I think it's going to be a great opportunity to see how that grows as a separate branch. Absolutely. I mean, the last time we did anything like that was with the Air Force after World War II when it was the Army Air Corps and it became the Air Force. What, 1948, I believe, uh, somewhere around there? Maybe in 47. 47? 47? I'm I'm <laughs> I right. hope you're right, too. Uh, but it was in that time period, right, uh, right after World War II it ended, and uh, they made the Air Force a separate branch. And so this is the first time we've seen something like that since then yes absolutely um when i was actually at ots i did a, a report on um things such as space force um even back then you know, with the conversation of it and one of the quotes that i remember reading is that the next great war if you will will happen in space and i think it's really interesting that from that quote to now where we're at, actually having a complete separate branch you can really tell that face is truly a focus and truly is something that we should be you know working toward i think as a military so yeah, and and what some people may be going, well, war, war, you know, it's a horrible, terrible thing. Of we course. all can agree, and Absolutely. but it's all about deterrent. Yes, that's exactly correct. You know, at Whiteman Air Force Base, that's what, exactly what we do. You know, we're all about deterrence. That's the, you know really the main mission of the B two um, is to deter war. And I believe when you know when they say the great, next great war will happen in space, I believe it's more so as you mentioned deterrence. I don't think it's actually about really going to war in space. Um, flying aircraft in space, things like right. that as well, of course. It's uh, it's more so how can we deter through space a, a war from happening. And that's what it's all about because none of us really want any war. And, boy, it'd be a great world if we could all just live in harmony and peace. But, um, unfortunately, that's just not the way it seems to be. Right. Uh, but there's also a lot of great things that happen through our military and especially Whiteman Air Force Base right here in our own backyard. You got some other great things that happen as well, and it's not just all bad stuff. We got a lot of good stuff happening over there. Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, one of the best things I got to participate in when I first got to Whiteman Air Force Base about two years ago, it's called like our bomber ball. Um, and what that is really is that we're actually sending airmen home for the holidays. Um, when I first got in, it was a surprise to all the airmen. Um, we, you know, had a dinner for them and then brought them up on stage they really didn't know why and when they found out they were going home you know a bunch of people started crying were super thankful and very happy for the opportunity um and now coming up as well uh, this friday actually we're hosting that again um the airmen do already know but we still want to celebrate uh, the opportunity that we're able to give to them through our base community council um through their leadership as well on base to get them to go home and they're going all over the world guam africa um, all over the United States as well. So we're giving those airmen the opportunity to see family members they haven't seen in a very long time or a few years, or unfortunately maybe family members that have passed away that they at least go show their respects to. So very great opportunity for them coming up. And what some people may not understand is that we have a lot of people in our military, whether it's the Air Force, Marine Corps, Army, whatever branch, uh, Space Force, I imagine, sometime mm -hmm. in the future. Um, we have ladies and men that are not from the United States. They're from other countries, but yet they serve in our military. Yeah, that's actually very true. Um, I think it's a fantastic opportunity that we give the, um, anyone you know, to join the military and become a U.S. citizen. Um, I remember going to my brother's graduation from the Marine Corps, and I didn't even know that it was an opportunity that people had to go through um, our boot camps and actually become a citizen that way as well. Um, I remember that almost every single person that got to go up and accept their citizenship was crying 
uh, was a very, very emotional moment and kind of very impactful for me. Uh, I ended up joining, of course, the Air Force after my brother um, because of going to his graduation and seeing the opportunities that the military had for a lot of people. So it's definitely a fantastic opportunity. It truly, truly is. I remember serving with a guy that was from I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I mean, because my, my, I was a long time ago. I think he was from like Poland back before, you know, uh, all that changed there. And he was actually an immigrant from Poland and joined our, our army, our United States Army. And, uh, and I remember sitting and listening to him tell stories about how bad things were there. And of course, things have greatly improved, improved, I should say, mm-hmm. in Poland since that time. But uh, uh, these are great opportunities for some of these young people to not only become a United States citizen, but uh, to better their lives in so many ways. Absolutely. And funny you mentioned that. We actually had a member, he just left our our base in PCS over to Germany, um, but it was a great opportunity for him because he originally actually was from Germany himself, and he did, in fact, serve in the German military and the German Navy, I do believe. Um, he's one of the great mentors that I had. You know, he ended up joining the Air Force, has been in for, I believe, almost eight or nine years. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, same thing. He found an opportunity that way and did become a U.S. citizen as well through that. And it's a it's always fantastic to see the opportunities that it gives to people and honestly you know he's one of the people i've learned the most from in my military career you know learning from ncos um you know people who were enlisted even brand new members through our military right out of boot camp you know you can always learn something from them and those stories that you combining in multiple countries are very very helpful and a great way to diversify our military and speaking of which, I remembered when you were saying that, that he had been in the Polish army, so, or in the Russian army at the time, or whichever, but uh, I remember now you saying that, and how different it was from the United States army, so yeah, uh, huge. And then, uh, looks like you guys have uh, some other things going on. Uh, well, first, I want to know more about this bomber ball thing, so tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so our bomber ball, um, it's a great event hosted by our base community council, um, for Whiteman Air Force Base, we I believe we have 18 communities that support the base. Um, okay. So you know, helping airmen find affordable areas to live, you know, trustworthy places to go for apartments, for housing, things like that as well. Even simple things just like making sure we our basic needs are met, um, whether that's on base or off base. You know, there are a great community that surrounds uh, surrounds us and that supports us as well on base. You know, all the way from airmen again, brand new out of boot camp, all the way up to our leadership and our commander. So they help out our tenant units as well. And, you know, this bomber ball is something we do every single year to make sure we're giving airmen the opportunity to go home to see their families wherever it is in the world. You know, that's not something that's going to stop us from hosting this or allowing those airmen to see their families. So it's a very fantastic opportunity. And, and you mentioned Guam and Africa, but it yeah. also it isn't just in other countries. It's Correct. also airmen that are here in the United States. So it could be even like Chicago, Illinois. Don't have to be a a long distance. That is correct. Anywhere in the United States as well. Yes, we sent, you know, airmen, you know, Missouri's kind of right in the middle of the country. So you have to travel really far if you're on East Coast, West Coast, even, you know, Southern or Northern parts of America, you really do have to travel. But those are also opportunities we give those airmen too. you know, even if sometimes it's close to home, you'll try to give them if it's not through our bomber ball and home for the holidays, it's an opportunity we can maybe work through leadership and things like that as well to get some airmen some time at home. Sure. I think it's a great program and, and it's fantastic. And uh, now are you guys going to get all dressed up and ladies in fancy dresses and all that good stuff? Or Sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes we do have, you know, our dress blues out um, for those events and things like that as well, of course. 
um, maybe even some mesh dress and make it super fancy, super formal, which is always fun, you know, to get put on those uniforms. Um, we just try to put on a relaxed environment as well for the airmen sometimes too, you know, but it's always a great opportunity to get dressed up and go out and do that and celebrate those airmen and their achievements and what they've done for us as well. Cause it's not just about, you know, them going home. These are, you know, airmen that have you know, really put in the time and effort through, you know, COVID operations, you know, through just day-to-day base operations as well. I know a lot of airmen that work, you know, maintenance security forces, some of those jobs that are putting in 12, 14 hour days, you know, to have the opportunity to go home and take a little bit of a break is very nice. Absolutely. Uh, you have some flyovers going on. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of those. Yeah, we definitely do. So actually coming up just this Saturday for the Missouri University football game, we'll, we'll be doing a flyover with the B2. Okay. Um, so we have that coming up as well. Um, we have some things coming up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tribute for Troops. Um, that's another thing where we get to highlight one of our airmen and their achievements throughout the year so far. Um, so they're going to get a little recognition at the Chiefs game. Um, so that's coming up November 21st. Um, so, yeah, we have a, a lot of things that we do with flyovers. Normally it's a program we handle throughout the year, um, whether it be Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, Kansas City Royals, um, you know, a lot of our local partners in uh, sporting events, even Missouri University, of course. Um, a lot of things that we try to do, even UCM, you know, one of the closest universities to mm-hmm. the base. Um, but also coming up, something we do every single year, the Rose Bowl Parade and that football game as well. I don't think the teams have been chosen just yet. But right. um, that is something that we do every single year, something we've been doing for a very long time with the B-2 and Whiteman Air Force Base. That is fantastic as well. It's always fun to, to see the B-2 fly over a sporting event. I know uh, uh, I got to go to the 2004 World Series, uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Boston Red Sox. They Boston won it in four games uh, for the first time in 86 years, and me and my daughter were there. And, we, and of course, pregame, the B-2 flew over, and uh, it was always, it's always a great experience. It absolutely is. You know, one thing uh, we try to tell everyone for, that comes to white men or even is leaving white men, you know, don't forget the magic of the B2. You know, even though you're around it every single day, even me, I mean, I've shown up to work late just because I decided to get out of my car and, you know, watch it take off if I can or even stop on the highway just watch them fly over. It's a, a beautiful aircraft. You know, the noise is something you can't forget when they start up those engines and, just, you know, get ready to take off from our flight line. It's an amazing thing to witness. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, we've got a few minutes here left. And uh, so uh, what else uh, is going on with Whiteman Air Force Base or um, uh, with you in particular in your career as well? Well, so for me, as I mentioned, you know, I'm at my last few weeks here at Whiteman Air Force Base. It's been, you know, absolutely great, you know, getting the opportunity to be here as my very first base um, overall. So I'm very, very happy that I got the opportunity. Um, for Whiteman Air Force Base, just in general, though, um, as I mentioned a little bit about the Space Force, we actually do have some Space Force members there. Um, so there are people that are swearing in and switching over to the Space Force but are still at Whiteman Air Force Base performing their Air Force duties. You know, eventually um, – They'll move over, of course, their own Space Force bases, but it's kind of showing, as I mentioned a little bit, too, that integration between the Air Force and the Space Force and what we do um, overall as a military. Um, so a few um, cool things going on there. But, you know, overall, Whiteman Air Force Base, we're continuing our mission of deterrence with the B-2 every single day. You know, sure. it's something, you know, whether it be a simple social media post, a flyover is coming up as well. You know, we're just there to showcase, you know, to our allies and assure our allies that we're there and ready to execute our mission every day. Absolutely. And uh, so where you you mentioned, what was the name of the Space Force space you're going? Patrick's. Patrick's. And now where is that located? So that's actually in uh, southern Florida, um, just about 15, 20 minutes south of Cocoa Beach. Um, That's where a lot of the launches happen as well from, I believe, Cape Canaveral. 
Um, so there's a lot of different things happening down at that base too um, for Space Force as it you know grows and becomes its own separate branch, whether it be you know launching satellites, launching rockets, things like that as well for testing purposes, etc. Um, so it's going to be a very different mission, of course, um, mm-hmm. but overall, again, kind of the same end goal of deterrence um, through that mission. Absolutely. So uh, how many personnel do they expect or do you, I mean, you may not even know the answer to this, but um, guesstimating how many personnel do you think that they're going to be having at this particular base? Actually, you know, I've done that research. In fact, I probably should, of course, um, just to have an idea. Um, but I think in general, you know, Space Force is growing. They only open it up to a few certain professions to switch over right away, okay. of course, uh, as they build up their branch and build up their operations. But eventually, you know, they'll open up more of those transfers from any branch, I believe, to go over to the Space Force. So it's not just Air Force members switching over. Um, there are um, Army, Marines, Navy, et cetera. Um, and, of course, partnerships between them as well for space operations. Um, but eventually, I would imagine you'll see the typical, as you will, at any, you know, Air Force base, sometimes even larger, you know, Army or, or Navy Marine bases, things like that as well. You should expect the same, I would imagine, from Space Force bases. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be uh, my guess as well. But, you know, it's all new. Absolutely. So uh, I'm sure that uh, the powers that be, so to speak, have a plan, yeah. um, you know, and how they're going to implement it. Um, and what personnel they're going to get in there because you're still going to need some of your other basic personnel as well, like your uh, your maintenance, your cooks, your uh, other other things. You know, so uh, tell us a little bit about that. What uh, what that process is. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of the times you'll see this, those same airmen or guardians, of course, going through basic military training or officer training school, things like that as well, become officers, you know, there's really not too much different in that case. They all will have their own boot camps. I'm sure, again, you know, those those powers that set all that up will have the separate for Air Force, separate for Space Force in regards to what those requirements will be. Um, but, you know, same thing. Once they go through that pipeline of military training, they will then go straight into the Space Force. There won't be any more, you know, Air Force time or, you know, Army, Marine, Navy time. Then you're transferring over, rather. You know, you will see more people going straight into the Space Force. Um, and you might see that recently through swear-ins, uh, you know, over COVID, you saw a lot of that digitally where people were coming right into the Air Force and doing those basic jobs, you know, security forces, maintaining, you know, even having people that are part of like our logistics teams, you know, everything you would imagine at a regular base, you will start seeing, I would imagine, at Space Force bases as well. I would, I would certainly think so, because uh, there's more to it than just the guy sitting behind the oh, computer yeah. going, okay, let's take out that satellite. So, and I'm hypothesizing, you know, of course, but because uh, I have obviously no idea what all the Space Force is going to do. Um, but like you said, deterrent. And uh, there's going to be a lot of logistical fields that are going to need to be filled as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um well, I, I'm not the decider, of course, but it's very interesting to even do a little bit of research into the Space Force and um, kind of see how they've grown from, again, just that concept to actually becoming a branch and now, you know, working toward becoming um, almost fully operational without having a, any member from another branch. So it's uh, great, great to see. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lieutenant Braxton Williams. He's the public affairs officer for now yeah. until he uh, transfers to Patrick. But uh, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time for coming in today. And I also want to say happy Veterans Day. I know you're not quite a veteran yet. You're still active duty. but uh, and, and a happy Veterans Day this Thursday to all the veterans, all the branches, 
and to all our active duty military. Thank you so much for your service. We appreciate it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you all the veterans as well for your service. Thank you very much for your time today on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Lieutenant Braxton Williams, Public Affairs Officer, Whiteman Air Force Base.